Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just before we start, just thought I'd, at the top of the show, let you know about the Patreon, so go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A, that's patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A, for $5 or more a month, you get a weekly bonus episode called Top 5, where me and a friend count down the top five things that are on my mind that week. We've done best smells, best comedy movies, best songs to run to, best unpopular opinions it's been really good so that's patreon.com slash dykwia hopefully you're all good all healthy all safe and i'll see you on the other end of this music hello and welcome to don't you know who i am the podcast that asks who knows whom who knows what because who knows why my name is josh Earl, and joining me this week for very special people let's get straight into it our first guest when I asked him to do the podcast, I didn't know it was going to be his birthday today, and he still said yes. Can you please welcome it's Guy Montgomery? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. I imagine people are applauding, they shouting, are. singing. It's great to be here, Josh. Am just I be- meant to talk now, or are you just going to write? No, no, you you talk. talk everyone can talk. Oh, we can all talk freely. Yeah. Yeah, yep. great. What, what were you saying, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you how old you are, but by the sounds of it, you're about 100 because you don't know how this works at all. No, look, I've got, I've got my technical equipment set up. I'm just trying to make sure that the conversation runs smooth. I would hate to railroad a podcast record by having some sort of tangential conversation when obviously everyone's in this how to get down old to the particulars. Are you? None of your fucking beeswax, mate. I'm 32. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is that what you would have guessed, Matt? I would have actually thought a little bit older, but it's good to know that you've still got a little bit of youth on your side, you know. Like, yeah, do you know, I've, I got told by a, a 14-year-old uh, two days ago, they thought I was turning 44. <laughs> huh. <laughs> well, I, it's, my age is very much a com- becoming apparent. Like, I, I, tried to, I tried to make a joke about the Macarena um, on a podcast <laughs> recently and our young producer was like mm, that's pretty old so I was like oh okay I know I'll I'll, I'll do a punchline then that is um, where I say oh we all do the Macarena and then the other person says is that like Gangnam Style but for old people but then my producer was like you know Gangnam Style was still like 10 years ago and I'm like no what do kids do now They'll do the whoa Whoa. Yeah, you're you're that guy on stage saying flossing and totes and thinking that all the all the, everyone's going to go with it. Well, I, I hope that your age didn't compromise the integrity of what sounded like a belter punchline, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, Matt? We speak of our next guest. If you do a Google-related searches, the searches are Matt O'Kine wife, Matt O'Kine aquamarine, and Mac O'Kine. Can you please welcome? It's Matt O'Kine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I mean, I don't ever plan to get married. Um, that's just a personal choice. Um, I was in a movie called Aquamarine where I had one line in which yep. uh, I, I played a friend of the main guy and we roll up in a Jeep on the beach and I say, come on, man, we got to go. Lobster Bay's going off right now. <laughs> uh, and it was my very first big movie role. And I sat down to finally watch the movie with a whole bunch of friends and um, and my line had been dubbed over by someone more American than me, I guess. They dubbed oh. you? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, it's pretty, you still get pretty paid brutal. for your lip and face work. but Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, I get, I get checks every three months for that movie. That was 15 years ago and I still get like <laughs> a couple of hundred bucks a mu- like every three months. That rules. And next guest shares her name with a former Budweiser girl in Missouri. Can you please welcome from the podcasts D&Ds for Nerds and Why Am I Sad? It is Cass Page. Yeah. 
Uh, what she former? What happened? She's a well. I think you just age out of that gig. She did it for like seven years. Oh my god! How old I, is how old how old is too old to be a Budweiser girl? Have I lost my chance? I, I'm gonna say no. I reckon you could still. You're in your twenties, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. reckon you'll be a Budweiser well, girl. How old, what 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 twenties? Uh, mid 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 to late. I'm trying nah, to. Nah, <laughs> if you're not even willing to say it, yeah. you're, you're way past it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> If if I'm if I'm too scared that admitting my age will age me out of being a Budweiser chick, I think yeah. Look, I yeah. I need to be assertive in my youth. You could hey, you be could still be you could still be like a, a Lipton's Earl Grey tea girl. Yeah. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, you know, there's still you move room out, in the in the tea market for. You move uh, out of Budweiser into Barocca, and then later on, you're into. Yeah. Your the late the late twenties to late thirties <laughs> is a very exciting bracket for drink sponsorships. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's that it's that thing where whenever they advertise um, a product, it's always someone of an aspirational age. So when they advertise like dolls to like six year olds, the the people in the ads are like twelve. But yeah. if you are looking at things that are more towards the older the older group, uh, such as incontinence wear, that's always that's always someone in their forties modeling there. Yeah, mm. yeah. So right, I just, well, good. You're knocking on that door. Well done. <laughs> no, I'm in, I'm in between. No one wants to be this age. <laughs> well, finally. Yeah, yeah. The, the mid-20s are famously one of the, the, the worst ages to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finally is a man who shares his name with a mechanic from Louisiana. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's Sam Torton. Thank you, Josh. I waited so long to speak then. I didn't realise that. <laughs> I know. So I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to get you in, Sam. I was trying to like. I appreciate yeah. it. But everyone was chatting then because I was like, it can't be too long till it gets to me. And then before I know it, 15 minutes has passed. I haven't said a word. <laughs> Absolute rookie move, Sam Taunton. I did a show called The Squiz on SBS with Warwick Kappa. Oh. And man, <laughs> that guy absolutely bulldozed everyone on the panel. And I, I, I was I was so green. I left the set. I was angry. I went up to the yeah. producers. I was like, I can't believe he did that. And they were like, what? Provide content? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do anything. You just did sat there quiet doing nothing. Well, Matt, did like, you... I got angry at you guys just then. I was like, yeah. come on. Exactly. <laughs> but Give now everyone listening knows our name and you, you're going to get edited out from this point did, on. Matt, did I'm you? request Josh puts my name first in the description. Yeah. I'm imagining a oh. diehard Sam Taunton fan just yelling at the <laughs> earphone saying, Where's Sam on? Let him speak! <laughs> Our first game tonight, today, is called Social Me, Me Media, where I'll read out status updates by the four of you. And if you think you know who wrote these tweets, you buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get right, a point to the person who actually wrote the tweet if you're incorrect. So your names are your buzzers. You're all one-syllable names. It's all fair. So here we go. Question one. Having a mum that worked at the tuck shop was the original Nando's black card. Guy? Yes, Guy. Sam? No, that was Matt O'Kine. Point there for uh, Matt, yeah. Yeah, that was my first tweet in about two, three weeks, possibly up to a month. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it it's last night as well. One. So Josh <laughs> Earl was coming in red hot with that one. Yeah. I saw it. I was going through the tweets going, I'm not sure if he's tweeted this knowing he was coming on the show, going, <laughs> I'm going to go through all your tweets. But I, I'm very, I'm very hey, grateful. Can I pause for one second? There's a beeping noise upstairs. I need to go and turn it off. It's driving me insane. Is it okay. your sure, smoke you alarm? Google I think it could be a smoke alarm. You cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he does. He's gone off to Google everyone's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go check Twitter. <laughs> Do the tweets. <laughs> he comes back holding some fire. It was a smoke alarm. Yeah. Incredibly uh, yeah. framed shot by Sam to see the sort of that floating staircase, which those things don't come cheap, I don't think. I, I was just thinking that. I was like, Sam Taunton's whole backdrop uh, gives yeah, off the impression yeah. that things are going much better for Sam than uh, <laughs> I would ever have imagined. I don't know whether he comes from secret family money or whether, you know, let's, let's, I'm very, let's hit him up when he let's, gets back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because I think that's you've got a lot of quiz questions, uh, Josh. But I think the real answer we need yeah. to find out is how did Sam Taunton get all that money? Oi, Sam. Yeah. All right. What's going on? Your house looks very nice. Oh yeah. Have I not told you guys this? Surely no. it's come up. What? Oh, so late last year, one of my good friends inherited a toilet paper company, the third biggest one in Australia. And um, him and his brother did. And then this Are you year, friends with Chris Sorbent? 
<laughs> no, Royal Royal Touch is the name of it. They do it's like they do all commercial and they supply Kleenex a lot with their stuff. Anyway, so he's like now just this huge millionaire. And um so he's just got owns a mansion in Erskineville, a converted old post office. And then business went crazy when the pandemic started. So he upgraded this house and now there's like heated floors and shit. So um I've moved in. I've got the whole top floor. <laughs> that Jesus. is insane. Are you paying rent really? at the moment? Oh, I pay a tiny bit of rent. Come round, Ocon. You're still just up the road, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm. I don't want to. I'm going to feel annoyed. <laughs> You've even got the mountain bike up, like uh, yeah. you know, up there. And it's is fucking... there two flights of stairs? Like I can see two. Yeah, there's stairs. two. I've got the whole top level, so there's a few rooms on the top that I've got. What sort of cartoon character is best friends with somebody who's an heir to a toilet paper <laughs> empire in the year in which toilet paper became the most valuable commodity? Yeah. I mean, it is crazy, but all, we have so much toilet paper here as well. Like when the um, <laughs> that's a bigger flex. That is the when, biggest flex you've actually said. When there's when there was like none on the shelves, we opened our door and like like the Pied Piper to neighbors walking past was like handing out like rolls of toilet paper to people. <laughs> Yeah, you're all, of course, quite sick with it, what you thought was the common cold at the time. So your, your great deed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> folded in on itself. This is such a good story to be telling listeners in 2020, Sam. You've just fallen on your feet, paying very yeah. little rent. <laughs> Absolutely. Very clean asshole. It's great. A, a lot of people <laughs> lost it all. I gained so much. So much. <laughs> all right, question two. Increased my water intake 200% and it feels like my full-time job is homebrewing piss. Guy. I heard Matt first. I'm going to say Cass. You are correct. Yeah, another point there for Matt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've got my water bottle here. There was nothing else to do um, in Melbourne lockdown. And <laughs> it really it really felt like that was all my time was. You know what? I feel like I, the reason why I did, I guessed it was Cass, is completely sexist in that I, like, I never hear about guys talking about their water intake but i yeah. feel like it's a it's <laughs> like i feel like it's a really common discussion point for women do you talk about this D- okay I, so you, like you do guys talk about it no i've oh. never ever even mentioned like in my head i'm like oh i should probably drink some water that's as far as the thought ever goes i talk about it with my partner who is a woman we we sort of, that's okay, my main that's, exposure to the conversation. That's but like, sometimes, sometimes I initiate. So, you know. Okay. But Matt, you're about the same age as I am. I think I'm a little bit older. But do you remember ever drinking water as a child? Uh, like, apart from off a bubbler? Yeah, it was always bubblers or it was uh, next to the soccer field, you know, in the water bottle. I never... There was certainly no fancy bottles you were carrying around at well, school. Well, we, we would have a water bottle at school, but it was always filled with cordial. It was never filled with just water. <laughs> that's, that's some water. Yeah, it was also syrup. A lot <laughs> of syrup. You didn't need much water, Josh, because you were little. You're a small person. Yeah. You know, there's less water intake needed. And back then, I was even the smaller. for you there, yeah. <laughs> All right, question three. Absolutely crushed my first therapy session today. Dude is already asking to see me again. Cass. Damn. Yes, Cass. Guy. Yes, it's Guy, yes. How do you feel about that, Guy? Cass has only just met you. Uh, yeah, look, I, I feel good. I've, I've put out what's happening in my life. And, uh, you know, we can't all be Sam Taunton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I actually, I'm loving it. I have. I, I, it's a, a tweet born of truth. I've had two therapy sessions now. Yep. And um, I'm a big fan. Are you, are you a fan of your therapist? Yeah, I like him. Good. He seems like a nice enough guy. At the end of the first <laughs> session, he said, um, how is that for you? And I said, oh, it was really good. I really like the transactional nature of our relationship. I like that I pay you money and <laughs> don't have to worry about how you feel. How was it for you? And he said, no, we, you don't really ask that back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, luckily before I went to my therapist, a friend of mine who goes to therapy was like going, if you don't like them, don't go again. Like, just see a see a bunch until you find one. And I am of the kind of person I'd just be go. Oh no, I'll just go to the same one because I don't want to be rude. So luckily, yeah. and the first guy I went to was no good. He was just old guy. And I've said this on the podcast before, but he was like going, "Oh yeah, in your industry, like sometimes people are on TV and then poof, you never see them again, do you?" I'm like, <laughs> "All right." <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, I might what, need to he, do something was else. He, was he too on the nose for you, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. All right, question four. I haven't been asked to go on this many walks since my girlfriend in year 11 was building up the courage to break up with me. Guy. Yes, Guy. Sam Taunton. That is Sam. Yeah, point there for Guy. <laughs> Thank you, Guy. Yep. Did no you worries. see? That one did well, I think. That was probably yeah. my last tweet. I retired on top. Yeah, I, 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 I remembered that as your tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that makes the game so much easier. Have you quit, <laughs> Sam? Have you quit Twitter? Yeah, I'm out of the game. Too much negativity on there. Oh, man, I hate it. I'm off as well. That's why, that's why last night was an, an anomaly. I just I jumped back on for one little dabble with my Nando's uh, tweet. But other <laughs> than like that, the, I hate the, the joint. The world needs to hear this Nando's. Bunch thing. of whinging sooks. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, kind of. I feel a lot better about life since I haven't been on. There's just like... People aren't tearing people down in my life as much since I haven't yeah. been on Twitter. I think yeah. it's I think it's probably a lot to do with the social media and not uh, the empire you've fallen into. You feel a lot better. You're just standing there, like, yeah. If you quit Twitter, it'll all work out. You'll have a floating staircase. Your friend will inherit the toilet paper company. Well, do you know what? Kind of me quitting Twitter has coincided with me really living this life of luxury. Like, I don't know why, but I think the week after, my friend Dominic was like, "Dude, come round to the mansion. You can move in." And then it just has all gone from there. Oh, so it could be Twitter. It could be Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. And that guy's surname is Dominic Royal Touch, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Dominic yeah. Royal Touch. Yes, that is it. If you want to Google him up, it's hyphenated Royal and Touch. <laughs> what an unlikely surname. And what incredible <laughs> luck that they moved into the toilet paper industry. Incredible luck, but they're making it work, you know, working with what they got. How many ply are we talking, by the way? Yeah. Great question, Matt. And um, it is because they do a variety. <laughs> because they if, they're, a- if they're. Like giving to like a whole bunch of industries, it's they're not getting three ply on those. They're See, trying to get is, the mm. cheap stuff. Yeah, good point. They do do a three ply, which they were using a lot during the pandemic. But they've got like a one and a two. I've had to go on the one. It is barbaric. Like yeah. it's so. <laughs> it's a, but you but know that, what? The ply is a, is the is the biggest con in the world. All right. Yeah, well, because you you're still using your just as much ply. toilet paper. You're just you're using as many squares still. No one's using less squares just because of the ply. Well, I scrunch, so that's it. the squares are irrelevant to me. I'm just grabbing whatever I can see. <laughs> They're not irrelevant to you because if someone oh, were okay. to unscrunch, you could still count the squares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what an awful data entry job that would be. <laughs> you have to unscrunch <laughs> the squares. <laughs> Uh, next question. What I would give to have a waiter ask what I want and for me to look around and realize all my friends have already ordered and I don't want to waste their time and panic and ask for the first thing I see and then regret it. Guy. Yes, Guy. Matt. No, that is Cass. That a point there for Cass. That's one for sure. I was about to guess Guy. An, another gendered <laughs> thing there, Matt? <laughs> no, I just felt like it. it just felt like Cass just then. I just I know that Matt, you sort of made your name on the back of some uh, very relatable food-based observations, and I thought he hasn't been tweeting for a while. Josh yeah. is digging through the archives; it's all letting up. <laughs> felt like I was in Minority Report. I am a very decisive orderer, though, but so I, I I would never do that. I don't get I don't get menu anxiety. Yeah, me either, Matt. No. It's not it's not so much like an anxiety, it's just that as it goes around the table, the panic fuels you. It's it's <laughs> like when you it's like how diamonds are made under pressure and all the assignments get done the night of. Not that they're meant to, but you know how some it just works sometimes. Yeah. So I, 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 I brain is off until waiter looks at me and I realise I'm wasting their time. I don't get the menu anxiety. I also don't get food envy. I've never had food envy. I'm, I'm oh, very happy. I'm very happy with the choices I make, and I'm like, next time I'll come here and get that. Next time I don't have to be envious of them. Oh that's no, really that's beautiful. Bullshit. No, Thanks. that's beautiful. It's optimistic. He, like Josh always has a good meal in his future. What yeah. about your day-to-day anxiety and sort of ordinary envy? Do you suffer oh. from that at all? <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> next question. History isn't written by the winners. It is written by nerds. Writing is for nerds. Reading is for nerds. I love sports. Touchdown. Fuck you for Matt. reading this. Sam, yes, Matt. It's Guy. Yeah, it is Guy. Yes, point there for Matt. Yes. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> it sounds like Guy. You know what I mean? It's, uh, also, I think you were literally laughing at your own tweet as you were hearing Josh read it out just then. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing at all of the memories of all my fantastic tweets. <laughs> <laughs> 
What an illustrious career. <laughs> yeah. Did you play sports when you were growing up, Guy? Until puberty, I was very good. <laughs> until when it started mattering. <laughs> yeah, well, until it required extra effort and other people's bodies started growing faster than mine and I thought, fuck this, I'll just be funny from the sidelines. Started drafting my tweets. Now look at me, 23,000. I'm going to get them bound and sell them. Do you know what? Speaking of being funny from the sidelines, my um, this is my absolute favourite call that I've ever made. All right, We watched the game of basketball. Brisbane State High first, playing Terrace. And, um, and uh, right from the tip-off, okay, the ball goes up. State high, um, Terrace gets the ball. They run down the point, the, the court and they shoot and score two points. And I on the sidelines go, don't worry, team. It's not over yet. Right? <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite. I, I, look, I, look, I can tell by you guys not thinking that's funny. That I thought I, that it was going to be way better than that. I'll be no, honest. No. <laughs> I know. I, thought I mean, it was I be a had real better expectations from... of myself as well, but I just think it was so funny. It's not over yet. He was the first player of the game. How, yeah, yeah. How old, how old were you? Did it crush oh, at the time? Year, year 11. Yeah. Big laughs at the school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some of the yeah. some of the cool kids, you know, had a chuckle as well. Was, I mean, you had to. I reckon we, you were one of the cool kids, though, Matt. If they're laughing at that, you're definitely one of the cool kids. <laughs> nah, but I was in year eleven at the time. The cool, the cooler kids are in year twelve. Anyways, look, okay. I just wanted to remind you of how, you know, you know, jokes can be wholesome as well, guys. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the smut that you all roll out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. I wish you could thumbs up emails. Sam. Yes, Sam. Cass. No, that's Matt O'Kine. Put there for Matt. And I stand by that. I wish you could just be like, yep. Cool. <laughs> do you ever use I've seen the, it. Do you ever use the Gmail predictive responses? Sometimes. I, but it made me feel real disingenuous because I was yeah. like, hey, this looks great. Like, and, and I'd like, hey, this. And then it says looks great. And I was like, oh. I'm letting a robot lie right now. <laughs> it uses too many you... exclamation marks for my liking. I, I, I think the person reading will know that I didn't actually write it out. Because I'm never worth... saying, awesome, great, exclamation Is it worth mark. going to the effort, though, of just letting the predictions go and just removing the exclamation points? You're still saving time and <laughs> lying. True. It's the best of both worlds. Well, how many emails are you guys sending a day that you can't just write cheers back? You know, like, I how just much hate time? it. It's like, why do we need to bother? It's a waste. It's e-waste. <laughs> it all takes up space. I, I, am, I am very fond of, instead of using emails, just doing DMs because of that reason. Especially on Twitter, you can just do a reaction to it. Yeah, yeah but you know yeah. what the other problem is with that? Like, there's so many freaking social media things. Like... How many times have you not known where you've had a conversation with a friend? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, man, where did I have, like, where did we organize to meet? And you, you're going through Facebook, you're looking in your Instagram messages, your e emails, you're like, where did we have this conversation? Yeah, that minute it takes to look at four things is really, really annoying in this <laughs> lockdown period where I've got nothing to do all day. I'm, all right, pro, I'm pro the chef, I reckon. <laughs> More mushrooms. Yeah, more mushrooms. <laughs> <I reckon. laughs> All right, next question. This is a video. This is a picture with it, and the caption said "community spirit during the crisis." And then there was a photo of a bin with a hand-drawn sign that says "Stop putting shit in my bin, you putrid cunt! I will smash your teeth in." Guy. Yes, guy. I'm going to say that that's Cass. No, that is Sam Torton. A point oh, there for Sam. Fuckery. I've absolutely <laughs> bombed this round. It's all right. Yeah, I haven't got one right either, guy. Don't worry, man. It's fine. But that was a picture I saw of someone. That was just when we went into lockdown. Someone yeah. wrote that on someone's bin. Beautiful. In, they wrote in, it on the bin. Yeah, yeah like that, a hand-drawn sign just and then taped it on the bin. said, stop putting shit in my bin, you putrid cunt. I think that's one of the really beautiful things about lockdown is it has brought out that creative side in a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. we found new ways to express ourselves. Those little spoon villages. I love... What are like, spoon villages? As far as just... An insult goes. <laughs> yeah. You putrid cunt. It is a sensational use of putrid. <laughs> it's absolutely world class. Well, eh? I, I couldn't work out if the person was putting like actual shit in their bin or they just meant anything. That like, was going to be my question. Yeah. My mm. The putrid me I, thinks, I think it's actual fecal matter. I think so as well. Yeah. Just to call someone a putrid cunt. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's got to be actual human shit, I think. <laughs> do you reckon they're like? Do you reckon they're sitting on the bin to do it, or do you think they're doing it in their hand and then popping it in? Oh. Like basketball shot from downtown. S- sitting on the, the bin to do it is a very funny image. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, you, I tell just you, adult legs dangling in the air. Like, <laughs> people who enjoy defecating in other people's bins, one of the things that usually turns them off is a handwritten sign. So I can imagine that that was pretty impactful. Just walking past, pants around the ankles, ready to really stick it in, and being yeah. like. They think I'm putrid? Oh, well, well, this can't, I can't have this on my conscience and waddling away, head held high. I like that they waddle, they don't pull their pants up. They just waddling away with their pants down. They, they remain with pride. They say yeah, I'm a cunt, but I'm not a putrid cunt. I will go about my day. Sam. I will shit in another bin where I am wanted. Question nine. Banned from my local volleyball club, the ref called a carry, and I refuse to leave the court on the basis that I am a Samantha. Matt. Guy. I heard Matt Cass? first. Yes, it is Cass. Bit of wordplay there. <laughs> That's great. Oh, thank you. I, I found out it. I found out that volley I was playing volleyball for nearly a year and I found out quite a while into it that they'd called the team Big Dig Energy. I thought that was great. But it really <laughs> it really was a testament to the the terrible I was at volleyball. I didn't know how teams name. Well, I don't, I don't think you'll think it's so great when you find out that it's actually a play on words for big dick energy, which is pretty <laughs> grotesque. That's putrid. It's a bit rude. <laughs> um, I- oh, sorry. No, Josh. I was going to no, go for it. I just, I, I never know if Samantha's good or not. Like, I don't know anything about sex in the city. Guy, do you want to fill this one? Uh, well, I can only speak to the the two uh, entries into the franchise that took the form of two and a half hour feature length movies, and Samantha is probably close to the best of a bad bunch. Carries the villain. <laughs> okay, yeah. that helps a lot then. Yeah. And our last question for the round: If you had sex in high school, you're not allowed to perform stand up comedy. <laughs> Sam. Yes, Sam. Guy Montgomery. You are correct, Sam. That is a point there for Sam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Sam, funny. did you have sex in high school? Um, I had sex in my final year of high school. That's so still yes. counts. Yes. <laughs> oh, but I mean, like, I had checked out, like, mentally. You know, I had my. I that's, not the, no. that's not the question. That's, that's not the framework. Well, go on, go on. Let's all say it. I had sex in high school. Did you have sex in high school, Josh? Uh, kind. Of, it was college, but what it was year year, uh, year eleven. So yes. Oh, All right. Be, what about you, Cass? I did not. I'm going to get into stand up in 2021. Well, yeah. Everything reopens. going to go very I, well for you. Yep. I'm going to. I'm going to claim my uh, not birthright, but certainly what I did to stay on cool. I guess. Yeah. Your lot. Your long dormant sexuality right. Yes. Thank you. When did you have sex, guy? Uh, the ripe old age of. I think it was 18, but it was like I was racing to get it done before September 29. 2000 and what six seven whenever i was in my first year of university and i actually i hid the information from the person i was having sex with a strategy i would not recommend do you reckon they, <laughs> they knew as soon as it was finished that was that was their fir- your first time well there were two major tells the first was when i came in my pants and pretended i'd forgotten i had a skype call with a friend in the uk so I left the room for 15 minutes <laughs> The second was when I came back to the room and came within 20 seconds again. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, that's too good. But that's and good. See, that because that first happened after high school, that is the perfect introduction to stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, yep. you've, and what, what have you done since then? Have you... Um... Oh, I've done everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, least your tips to not, to not do the, you know, 20-second start thing. You're grabbing your perineum and thinking yeah, yeah, bad yeah, thoughts I'm, and stuff. I'm on, all, I'm on all the blogs. I'm, I'm grabbing my perineum and thinking about drowning a cat. You know, all the old tricks. <laughs> uh, at the end of the round, the scores are, Guy, you're on one point. Sam, Fantastic. you're on two points. Cass, you're on two points. But out in front on five points, it's Matt O'Kine. Oh, very well well done. All right. This round is called Yeah Book. Now, we all remember our first kisses, but sometimes they're more memorable than others. And today we're talking about a young Guy Montgomery who, at his year nine school dance, was dancing and started kissing a very short girl named Penny. But what happened next that Guy remembers more vividly than the kiss? Was it? He didn't come again. (laughs) 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 Well, wait, wait for it. Guy got an absolute monster of a boner. 
When they stopped kissing, a boy named Jason was standing there pointing and laughing. Guy turned to walk away and ran right into his English teacher, Stiffy first. Although she didn't say anything, Guy knew she must have felt it. That's A. B. No. Guy was kissing, but as he was kissing, he was keeping his eyes wide open to make sure all the other kids could see that Guy was kissing Penny. <laughs> a boy named Andrew walked straight up to him and just poked Guy fair in the eye. Oh. Or was it C? During the kiss, their teeth clashed so hard that Guy instinctively pulled back and went to put his hand to his mouth. Penny didn't want to stop to kiss, so she leant forward with Guy, so Guy ended up putting his finger straight up her nose. <laughs> now, one of these is true. You can ask him as many questions as you want. Bear in mind, he wants you to get it wrong, so he gets your, your points. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. This episode is painting you as one hell of a womanizer, Guy. <laughs> That's right. It's recounting what two was... of my most gratuitous and uh, <laughs> successful sexual experiences. What was the English teacher's name? Ms. Winnicott. Oh, I thought it was Stiffy first, the way you said that, oh. Josh. I was like, <laughs> and he bumped into his English teacher, Stiffy first. I was like, that's a great name oh, for an English teacher. Oh, what if your name's Stiffy first, you don't become a teacher. That is. After the, yeah, <laughs> after the inciting event, it was uh, Stiffy first, knee Ms. Winnicott. You know how uh, when people change their names, they, oh, they write yeah. their former name with knee? Yeah. I, I have, um, I am almost inclined to go with C because I was just thinking about the teeth clash recently because I did that in year nine when we were playing Spin the Bottle. Yeah. And I went in too ferociously uh, and, and it real clanged on this girl's braces. Oh. Oh, ouch. Did yeah, you get your gums good. at all or just teeth? What's that? that it was that on gum or just It was teeth? mainly teeth on teeth. On teeth. Yeah. Mm. Teeth yeah. on braces. Yeah, it's, that's it's got to be gentle in there. That's the lesson people well, need to I take away. I didn't know. I mean, episode. you see movies and they just dive head first into each other. Like <laughs> they're trained is, professionals. You know? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> They've kissed before. <laughs> um, and then, so you ran into your English teacher with a boner. You're saying? Well, yeah, I sort of. I I, I turned on my heels and just uh, you know when you don't know someone's behind you, and it was obviously nothing deliberate about it, but just a, a, a clash between. Supple thigh and boner. I say supple. It was just a regular thigh. <laughs> I would like okay. to to remove that option. I don't know about you guys, but that one feels like you know it could be an early tale of you know sexual assault or something. Like I don't think we should. I think that's not true. That one. I think that one's not true because guy looks like the kind of man who would know how to sort of navigate the- his boner away from people. Do the instinctive shame curl. And if you're running away and trying to hide a boner, you can't go stiffy first. Guy, I trust you on that. I know like, from looking at you, I'm like, you know how to curl. Yeah, you know how to, yeah. you know how to convert, converse your body to make sure the most shameful part is the least far, like close to someone. I want to eliminate that one too on that basis. And I feel like, like schoolboys are kind of masters of the tuck. That is true. Oh, yeah. the, like, the waistband tuck. You would tuck? never have just let a rogue boner just poke out like it's a, you know, like it's a cartoon. You would, yeah, yeah, you it's not a, a dowsing rod. Unless guy grew up in an American Pie film, in which case, well, if you piece together the anecdotes, there's sort of several instances that suggest I might have done something akin. I'm gonna go with. I think that you you did it was C. You did the teeth hit and then you moved away. Okay, so Matt's locking in C. Sam, you're nodding. Are you C or B? Oh, I know. I, I know. I, I said I was not. I'm going to go with A. I know. I said it wasn't oh, it, but damn I'm just it. Gonna... I wanted to go with A at the beginning, but yep. you convinced me to go otherwise. Mate, I'm dog. playing games with you guys here. It's definitely <laughs> A. And Cass, what are you going to go for? I'm going to go B to be different. You can go B to be different. Well, B was correct. So oh. two hey! points for Guy, <laughs> one point for Cass. So yeah, a guy named Andrew just came in, poked you fair yeah. in the eye. He was sort of a, he, he was at that point and to this day remains somewhat of a trailblazer uh, on the schoolyard. <laughs> Always the coolest dude, which is usually just another way of saying the most uh, sexually progressed and um, highly successful to this day, but um, a real piece of work, someone with whom I have no desire to associate. So when you saw, did you see him coming and just were like, I'm not going to stop kissing though, because this is pretty cool. No, I just, well, I just, I didn't know what I was doing. It was like, you know, Matt was having his problem with teeth on his first kiss. I guess I hadn't really absorbed that you meant to close your eyes to really enjoy the moment or whatever it is. And um, I just looked like a fish in a tank. I was looking around everywhere. (laughs) And then uh, 
<laughs> probably I can imagine if I put myself in Andrew's Andrew's shoes, pretty irresistible to just you know a gentle <laughs> poke to the eye to say, hey, pull your fucking socks up, mate, get it together. <laughs> when you're kissing at this dance, you're not just representing yourself; you're representing the school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the end of the round, the scores are Sam, you're on two points. Guy now on three points. Cass on three points. And Matt, you're still on five points, but yes. in the lead still. So do all I, good. I, do I get, do I get, oh, because I was on one, yeah. So that you're on one, yeah. So you yeah. Sam well, and Matt. I'm back, baby. Yeah. All right, this round. It's called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. Things are lie, you'll say nah. A point if you're correct, a point to the person the fact may or may not be about. If you're incorrect... Ask him any questions. Try and get the truth. So here we go. To Guy. Now, Matt recently made a joke that Robert Irwin, the son of Steve, brother of Bindi, is Banksy. Matt thought no more about it, but a week after saying this, Matt got a DM on Instagram from someone at the Daily Mail Australia asking him if he would like to do an interview about his claims. Matt wrote back saying no, and the next day the Daily Mail ran an online story stating that ex-Triple J presenter refuses to discuss his ties to Banksy. Yeah or nah? Uh, do I ask a question? You ask questions, I, yeah, go for it. Uh, on what on what format did you make this joke, man? So I was on my daily podcast, Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Uh, please check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And we were discussing a new Banksy story and we were talking about who could bank who who could Banksy be? And I always and I said it'll be the person you least expect it, and then I said, I reckon it's Robert Irwin. And side note, a couple of days later. Robert Irwin on his Instagram posts up a pretty cool like mural, on, ah. and so he's quite the <sighs> painter. I see. Mm. Um, and then so this journalist, what did they reach out to you on? Instagram. What was their name? It was just at Daily Mail Oz or whatever. Oh, it's just the the actual account. Yeah, it was just some. It was just someone who was running their social media. It's very weird how the Daily Mail, even their stories, don't have any journalists putting their name to it. It's weird. <laughs> News.com do that sometimes as well. It's like, yeah. okay, what's going on here? And then when that when that article came out, what like how did you how did you find out about that? I only found out about it on Twitter. Okay. When did you find out about it on Twitter? Well, I just logged into my Twitter to check my mentions. See, I don't post stuff on Twitter, but every now and then I'll check in my mentions. Okay. Just okay. in case there's any new, like, you know, my, my show got a mention in the New York Times the other day. And so I like to, you know, keep up on stuff like that. And so this is just another story. You got to well, mention in, in the failing New York Times. But I will yeah. clarify, I didn't talk to anyone at the Daily Mail. They just, they just used it and they do it all the time. Like yeah. I've tweeted stuff and they've put up like articles about me. They did and a like story what I'm on wearing. It's real dumb. It'll be like Matt O'Kine was sporting some Ray-Ban sunnies yeah. and all this Th- crap. They did a story on Tommy Little having a sip of coffee, like because he's yeah, in, they did he's in Melbourne. Samantha, Samantha Frost leaving work, it's taking a sip of water. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, but <laughs> like Tommy's in Melbourne, and so everyone's got to wear a mask. And so he took he had a coffee and he took his mask down to have a sip, and they took a photo then and. Even in the story, like the headline was Project Star wearing a, not wearing a mask outside. But even in the story, they're like, look, he may have just taken it down to have a sip of his coffee. And everyone's like, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> like, there's no one around him. He's just, ta- he's got his mask like, in his hand or something like that. You can see. And yeah, it was. Who did they do? We, we talked about it on the podcast just recently. They did a story about someone taking out the rubbish the other day. It was like so and so spotted taking out the trash. Like, yeah, right. How else do you think it goes? Well, d- yeah, but the rest oh. of the story was them putting up a beautiful hand-drawn sign saying, "Stop <laughs> shitting in my yeah. bin, you putrid cunt." Uh, I think, I think that Matt has been sort of uh, somewhat deflective and cagey, but I believe it to be true. This is a nah guy. Point oh. there for Matt. Not a true oh. story. Yes, you're a good actor, you- Matt. Gullible piece of shit, guy. <laughs> you suck. Hey, this has really eroded my, uh, my sense of self-worth. I measure myself on whether or not I can tell if Matt O'Kine is lying and now obviously that's all gone down the fucking toilet. Uh, but you did the, the Robert Irwin stuff is true. Yeah, all that stuff is true. Yeah. I did joke. He is Banksy. Yeah. He could be. He would have started very early. Maybe him and Bindi are Banksy. It's like yeah. a collective. Of the that's Irwin. it. Could be. Well, I don't know if I can joke about this on an Australian podcast, but wouldn't the ultimate installation being uh, Steve come back? Coming back. <laughs> a 
Yes. No, we can't. We don't joke about that. How so fucking dare you, guys? That's someone, oh, that's yeah. Kick him out bad. of this Zoom, Josh, please. <laughs> now, leave him. me in the Zoom. Don't put me in purgatory. Don't, don't mute me. Banish him to the waiting more, room. I've got more riffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now to Matt. At the Meredith Music Festival, Cass dropped her phone into the long drop toilet. She told a festival staff member what happened and they said when the person comes out, they'll go in and retrieve it for her. Cass waited a long time as a man exited. Cass made sure she made eye contact with the man who had just shat on her phone. Yeah or nah? Well, that's, I mean, I, I don't even have to ask. I'm <laughs> positive that this happened, but I'll just double check. Were you doing a one or a two, Cass? One. Okay. Why did, how did you drop your phone? So what had happened was I... Um, not to bring my gender into it again, but I am a woman who wears woman clothes and our pocket situation is fucked. So I was trying to carry as many beers down as I could um, to the stage. And usually what I do is I keep my phone pocket away from the pant area because th- this can happen. I wear high-waisted jeans. So there's a long, there's a long pull and it has to go over the lump of the bum. So oh, it, they, yes. it like launches it off. So... I had forgotten that because I had drunk a few beers and then was trying to carry, uh, I think, four to six beers down in all of my pockets, I had moved my phone into my back pocket to make beer room. And then when I went to the bathroom, heard a cl- like heard a heard a clunk noise and thought, no. And I looked down and I saw my phone and I was like, oh god, oh god, no. Um, what was it? Th- screen side up or uh, screen side down? It was screen side down. It was screen side down. That's I, worse. I remember I'd, I'd made a I'd made a custom um, custom phone case and just and it, yeah it was it was sad because screen side down means it's you know it's that's that's dead. Do you still use it? The phone or the screen yes. cover? I still the phone. Well, I tragically my friends no no heirs to toilet empires in my friendship group, so I still do use the phone. The um. The screen case. Get, I don't get phones off him, by the way. I just get toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do 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 you still use the phone? I have to. I. So how did you clean it? So it just wiped it. Just wiped it on her jeans, and then yeah, no, it's good to go. So I cleaned it by um. I had brought. I have a little spray bottle of just like I just alcohol um, and I had gotten it out so when they brought the phone out to me they brought it on a little wooden plinth again face down to show it had passed away um and i sort of collected it in as much toilet paper as i could brought it back to my campsite and just sprayed it down with alcohol and my friend helped me um to clean it down and i said please you don't have to do this and she said but i know that i would want support in this situation for me and it was really kind. And it was actually International Women's Day. So I spent International <laughs> Women's Day, me and my friend, cleaning a man's literal shit off of my property. And then you cheers a couple of 1.5 litre bottles of water and just had a fucking whale of a time. <laughs> did, did the man aim for your phone? I don't think... Oh, I like to think that he didn't. Yeah, I, you're not I, going in those things and looking down. I don't think... <laughs> it's because it's, it's all a drop toilet. You you never want to gaze into the abyss, as it were. But yeah, you as would he, if there was a glow, you know. That's the thing, was it was face down, so he wouldn't have seen the glow. It's not like I was still getting notified. Right. The only thing I'm not drop. believing is that you you carried five, four to six beers in your pockets because, I mean, I wear not very tight jeans, but they, you know, you can only really fit two beers. I'm trying to remember what jacket because it because it, mm, it was oh, a jacket. So yeah, my phone's usually in my jacket pocket. Oh, so it would have okay. been a beer in each pocket, and I can't remember if I was wearing the jacket that had the double it's pockets true then. or just the. It's true. Yeah, say true. You are yes. correct, Matt. It is a true story. Yeah. Yes. Streaking your hair. Yeah. That's a sad story. It was a, It was a very <laughs> yeah. sad. Story. I, I dropped sad my story. I dropped my sunglasses into a plane toilet. Oh, oh. no! That got sent to the sky. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't flush them. I picked them out and I washed them and I wear, wear them for a very long time. How did you clean um, yours? Uh, I think just in the sink and then I got some uh, hand sand mm. and gave them a good scrubbing. But yeah, it's pretty gross when you think about it. Like I yeah. still had to wear them on the flight, you know, to keep the early morning sun out when I was trying not to sleep. E- not even when you think about it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that way you like it's gross. All right. So I'll point there for Matt. Okay, to Cass. At 14, Sam was a member of a men's B-grade cricket team and his coach would pick him up and drive him to the games. Halfway through the season, the coach's wife left him and every car ride, he would confide in Sam about his woes and end up crying in the car. 
Sam told his mum how weird it was, and his mum rang up the coach and told him, do not burden my son with your problems. The next week, Sam was dropped to the C-grade team, and even though his mum was outraged, Sam was 100% happy with the result. Yeah or nah? What was? What did he say to you? He was just kind of just like, you know, she's a devil, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> just being like, mate, I, you got to, you got to like, have you got a girlfriend? He'd always ask me like whether I had a partner. And then I was like, dude, I'm 14. I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, hold on. They all leave in the end. A lot of stuff like that. What was, was there, was there something that he said that really tipped it over the edge or was it just bad from the get go? I mean, it was obviously bad from the get go. It was just awkward. Cause he's, he was like my friend's dad. So like, and we had both been playing in the team, but quite often, like it would just be him and I in the car, like alone. So none of it was like fun at all. It was just like a, a very kind of quiet car trip. Did you know him and his wife before cricket? If he was Absolutely. your friend's Peter dad? Hansen, Leanne Hansen was their name, but then they got divorced. <laughs> well, I don't know if you should be telling yeah, their name, do bro. I t- That's like <laughs> defamation. What? Well, you can bleep that out if you want. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to bleep. Well, their last names are different now. Well, both, both of them. them. <laughs> no, they didn't change their first. No, their last names after they got divorced. So even both, even both his. Them... <laughs> <laughs> well, did, he give, did he give That's... himself a new last name? <laughs> That's how bad a divorce it was. <laughs> you don't He's even like, want the gonna... kids to be related to you anymore. <laughs> well, her name's different. Can I, can I ask a question, which is... Uh, if your mate's in the team, presumably he's getting a ride with his old man. Is like, what are you doing? Yeah, why is there no one else in the in the t- car? Well, no, because he would then would staying at like so the dad moved out because they split up, mm. and then like the dad moved out, so he would then pick up like his son Baron from his house and then come and pick up. But there was a portion of the car trip where we would be together. Mm, oh, that's that's a bit fishy. If no, I me, think. Sam. What do you mean that's fishy? It's like we, none of us lived together, man. It wasn't like we all lived in one house and then we all just drove in one car to the cricket ground. Like there were drop-offs along the way. Mm. So, but he would he would drop his son off before he dropped you off. Yeah, or vice versa, depending on what direction. If we were going to cricket or we we're coming home from cricket, it would change. It'd be different. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. If they all live in a line, this is sounding believable. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm going to say it's true. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Cass, no need to be sorry. Thing. It's all a lie. This <gasps> is a nah. Put it for Sam. Thank you. Never oh played cricket before God. in my life. God, people. <laughs> now, I, I, I just assumed, Sam, that you were a bit of a cricketer as a kid. I, I was. Don't know why. I just was lying then. I, did, oh, I played okay. till I was 16. I love the sport. God, Big he's fan. addicted to the fibs. I'm in a yeah, thread with you. <laughs> I'm just... in a thread with you, which is just... A ceaseless conversation about yeah. cricket. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I like it. <laughs> I actually did play. I actually did play B grade cricket for a while. I was never very good, but I remember playing juniors and then moving to B grade. And then it was great because all these old guys would put like it was very social. They would put like a beer behind their stumps yeah. as like an incentive, so they would protect their wicket. Because like just getting out wasn't enough. If it rattled their beer, that's when like it would get serious. <laughs> I remember when I was playing in year nine, our coach was an uncle of one of the other players and his nickname was Boat and I have no idea what his actual name was. But he got (laughs) fired because as we were fielding, he yelled at us from the sidelines, you're all standing around like stale bottles of piss. And as he said that, one of the teachers was walking by the oval and heard him say it and the next day went to the principal and said, you can't have him coaching that that team. So Boat was out. Boat was gone. Yeah. Oh, that ship sailed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so R.I.P. Boat. He was a, a massive nerd. Yeah, was yeah. science teacher, Mr. Ogston. All right, now. Yeah. To say, hey, let's dox him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think he's now a podiatrist. All right. And in what region? In Burnie, in Tasmania. Oh. Yeah, fuck yeah. him. Yeah. All right, to Sam. In year 10, while completing his chemistry exam, Guy knew he was going to fail. So instead of completing it, he used his time to write a letter to the teacher explaining that the reason he was going to fail because he didn't pay attention in class. They gave Guy one more chance to complete the test and on his second attempt, he still failed. Yeah or nah? Poor. I mean, what you, you asked, your reasoning for wanting another test was because you didn't pay attention. Yeah, I'd been in conflict with this guy uh, Throughout the class, I did um, speech and drama in high school. Yeah, because I was sort of, you know, I, I saw a 
pretty fast track to losing my virginity and I wasn't afraid <laughs> to jump on it. <laughs> uh, but this this guy was a bit of a meathead who spoke very slowly. His name was Mr. Harwood. And he would not allow pupils to leave class for speech and drama, only for musical lessons. He didn't believe in it. He just didn't sort of think that that was a thing. And we were sort of at loggerheads. Um, and in the last, I just also didn't really care about chemistry, was never interested. I remember once I put um, universal indicator in all of, in the sort of big vat of hydrochloric acid and turned the whole thing red. Oh. I thought I thought that was pretty funny because it, it ruined it, um, which is a real dick move. But, you know, uh, pretty much it was the exam. And I was just like, this is going poorly. I know it's going to go. I know I'm going to I'm going to fail it. And I just wrote a letter saying, look, I don't remember being taught this stuff. It's not going to go well. So you said the letter above him. No, I wrote the letter on the exam paper. So when he was marking it, it would have been. Leaping Shut through up. it, going, this is about right for Montgomery. And then he would have got to the last page and thought, well, fuck this guy. <laughs> so you've written a big, so what, you flip the exam paper over and then on so the on blank the, paper like, you know, at the end. Some of them, there are equations that you've got to solve. Or I, I actually can't really remember the specifics of chemistry, but there was one sort of bit at the end where you had to write a, a paragraph explaining your work or something. And I used the, the bit where there were several blank lines for, for the written word to, um, to write some words. Jeez, okay. It does sound like... Like a dumb thing you would maybe do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Sam, this is, I would almost certainly say that this is true. Yeah, totally. Cause it feels like, yeah, it's got Montgomery from an early age. Yeah. I mean, this is all guy. And I mean, he's <laughs> like, even his responses now are so nerdy. Yeah. You know, he lived it. <laughs> it is not my responses are nerdy. They're cool, laid back, fun, cavalier. <laughs> Um, you having like some kind of disagreement with an early chemistry teacher, I think is bang on. Um, and especially if it revolved around the art. So I'm going to say, uh, that is tr yet true. Yes. Sam, you are correct. That is a true story. Yes. Thank you, Matt O'Kine as well. I, ju I just <laughs> want to together. add, I was not rewarded for my letter. I got 25% in the first exam. And then, um, the, uh, as, a, as by way of punishment for my insolence or sort of, you know, naughtiness, I got banished to the uh, uh, sort of detention called Saturday night detention, and so I had to go into school what? on a on a Saturday night. Oh God! At six thirty, and reset the same exam, on which I then got thirty seven percent. And I'd stayed too. That is the shittest <laughs> rule ever. Like, who, what sort of loser ass teachers agree to be the supervisors on that? Like, no, it's a. Uh, I went to a, a sort of a very tradition, like this horseshit single sex Anglican uniformed school that um, abided all of these principles from, you know, 16th century Britain. It was insane. So 25% first time, 37 the second time? Yeah, either 37 or 39. Anyway, I, um, I'm doing great, so I'm yeah. not too worried about it. <laughs> Well, are you doing great? Here are the scores. The scores are Guy, you're on three points. Cass, yeah. you're on three points. <laughs> Sam, you're on four points, but in the lead on seven points now. It's Matt O'Kine. Yeah, oh, well wow. done. He's Thank been a front you. runner the whole way. He I just has. want to say, I'm doing great outside of the context of this podcast. Yeah. I found a great <laughs> therapist. <laughs> it's your birthday. Yeah. You got a very nice jumper on. What are you doing nice. tonight for your birthday, Guy? Well, it's, uh, it's a pretty grim picture. I um I thought both of my folks would be here, but mum's away and dad's not really a sort of birthday or social guy. So right. um, I, I'm probably going to go for a run and then maybe have a beer with him if he's if he's into it. <laughs> what, why, aren't you, why aren't you seeing any friends? Where are you? I'm in Arrowtown. Where's that? Uh, it's like near the bottom of the South Island. It's amongst some mountains. It's very beautiful, but it's um it's it's not where I have friends. Oh, oh okay. Uh, but my, my friend, I got friends everywhere. Don't I got friends strewn across the country. Otherwise, you know, I'm <laughs> can barely can barely move for company. It's actually quite nice to get some time to myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final round is called Who 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out ten questions about you four. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your names, your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right. Point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. Still anyone's game. Here we go. Who here thinks their house is haunted? Sam. Yes, Sam. Guy Montgomery. No, it's Matt O'Kine. Point it. off, Sam. Oh, haunted with man. what? Oh, just ghosts. My daughter looks into the corner and sees things, I'm sure. There's there's the, the shower. Anyways. 
never mind. <laughs> That's either the haunted house or sort of the environment that you're fostering for her to grow up in. So it could be either. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Whose parents were gifted, at, were gifted a bird as an engagement present? This bird lived for 25 years, died, and then their parents divorced. Matt. Yes, Matt. Well, it's not Guy because he said his mum and dad were coming around. So I'm going to say Sam. No, it was Cass. A point no. off, Matt. <laughs> Good detective I, so work, though. I know that you uh, clarified this, but do we get a, 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 a say in that instance, does Cass get a point while Matt loses one? Matt loses one. No, Cass doesn't get a point. Oh, okay. Can I have a point because he suggested me? No, you don't get a point. You lost a point the last question, too. Can I have a point? Uh, My parents broke up. Mine, too. Me too. I, and, too. Yeah. Can I have a point for my parents <laughs> sticking it out against the odds? Yeah, probably. I think we should give Guy a yeah, point. Yeah, actually, Guy gets good. one. Um, how old? Were you? But you were an adult when your parents got divorced too, Cass. Yes, yes. Yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, it was very... So a point off, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> how was the bird's name? That's a, is that a long time for a bird to live? 25 years? It seems long to me. It's Right, the bird's name was Slime. Um, but yeah, Slime was well. Now I've beaten him, but he was older than me. So like, yeah, he was my parents' engagement present. They had him for many, many years. My brother and I used to be like, "Well, he's so old because he's uh, he's alive because of our parents' love." Um, <laughs> then he died and they broke up. It was very funny. I don't know why. Wow. I just think I just think <laughs> it sounds owl. hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think an owl would be the longest living of all the birds. I, mean, that, I have no, no evidence to back that up. That would make sense. He was a cockatiel. But it sounds true. So a I don't. He's not. He's not one of the like you know, parrots that uh, like have toddler brains and live a million years. Yeah. Um, yeah. They live to like a hundred, don't they? Yeah. It's terrifying. Imagine having yeah. a toddler for a hundred years. You yeah. can't. You'd die. Well, no. What what lives for a hundred years? They're saying a tortoise. The, they're saying that mm. the uh, lysan albatross. It lives to 70 years old. That's the oldest. Is that the oldest bird? No, yeah. don't the macaws or whatever live, live, live to 200 or something? 200. Matt's got oh, Google in front of I didn't realise you were smarter than Google. I <laughs> 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 just hell. Googled it. <laughs> oh, no one told me that we were allowed to be Googling stuff on the other. I just like Googled it then. So a brain's trust. <laughs> now, come on. All right, Seven next question. Next question. Who wrote a university essay about the TV show Entourage? Matt. Yes, That's Matt. Guy Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I've been really pegged here. Yeah, I did. I that was from a tweet, was it not, Josh? That it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is was, it true? It was. Yeah, it was a dark time. I wrote. I wrote. I can't believe they passed me. It was for media studies, and one of the sentences in it in it was like. Um, you know, I was doing this between premature ejaculating once a year. Uh, <laughs> it was something like, uh, it was like I was saying that Entourage was aspiring, like it was, there was finally a Sex in the City for men. Something along those lines was that argument was finally a Sex in the City for men. That's right. Finally, That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Finally, something that caters for men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need to tell me, mate. I wrote a bloody essay about it. <laughs> All right, next question. Who absolutely destroyed the mood in the bedroom once by doing a Ja Rule impression? Sam. Guy. Yes, Sam. Matt O'Kine. Yes, he did. Yeah, point <laughs> for Sam. Yeah, I did. What did can we, can we have, what, what kind of Ja Rule impression? What did you do? Wait, don't well, do it because I don't want to get horny. So no, maybe. <laughs> because we'd seen the film clip that day and, and so in the middle of like, we're just about to get it on and I don't know what I was thinking, honestly. It just, it just popped out of my mouth, but I went, those hips, those thighs, <laughs> and, she, and she just went, "What?" And it's like, "No, no, stop!" And I was like, "Oh, you're supposed to say love it when you look at me, baby." Like that's what everyone. That's the, the that's the accurate response. Not I've I yeah. too have been known to do jarrell impressions in the bedroom. It's often after I come, I say, "I too was hustled, scammed, bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you got your phone out to read that guy. That was good. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, risk getting a Jar Rule quote wrong. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you have integrity. Yeah, yeah. the Jar Rule stands will come for you. Okay, next question: Who was recently mistaken for a postie? Guy. Ta yes, guy. 
Sam Taunton. It was Sam Taunton. Yeah, it's a point there for Guy. Yeah, yeah you've I mean, got that. You've got that sort of look. You got so there's sort of there's something about your face. It's the deads of your eyes. You look like a, a man <laughs> who's pounded the pavement in shorts for too long. Defensive. I'd, what are you talking about? I don't look like a postman. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. You got you mistaken do. for one very recently. <laughs> yes. yeah. I've been telling you. I, I, I think if anyone's going to look like a postman, it's Guy Montgomery. I think <laughs> That's what I'm talking no, about. No. <laughs> sure. I, I never thought that would be a slur for anyone before until I just heard it come out then, Matt. That is. It's not a slur. I'm just saying it. That's a, I you feel like I'm attacking like a you, Guy, but I'm not. I'm no, I, reckon, I reckon, Guy, you look like how people would want to make a postman in a television show but Sam <laughs> yeah. you like you look like a you look like a postman of the real world yeah <laughs> I'll take that yeah I think I look like a mayor like you know like I'm in charge the mayor I don't know if oh it's just cuz you're wearing a no, beanie you right don't, now don't man Nah, if yeah. you're in a beanie right now, you look like a lighthouse keeper. And that's a good thing. That would be a great Sam job. Sam Taunton looks like a young kind of uh conservative you know running for running for office kind of guy if he was wearing a suit <sighs> All right, yeah, sure. Like a young Republican yeah, at the top of yeah, his game. Exactly. That's not bad. Wife and two kids, yeah. very it's clean a, cut. It's a good time to be a Republican, Sam. I yeah. think you've, you've pigeonholed yourself quite nicely there. <laughs> no, yeah. Jared yeah, McGowan. Is that Jared McGowan, Sydney comic? Yeah. 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 Jared McGowan. And um, he was on a guest on this podcast like twenty weeks ago. I'm still thinking about it. He said that I've got senator hair. He goes, You've got hair like a senator. <laughs> you do, you oh. do, man. But that's a that's a that's not a positive. That's a bad thing. Well, I mean, change you your hair. Pretty, pretty good head of hair. I think you've got a great head of hair. It's oh, good. It and looks like you've got money to do it. Cass, <laughs> I think you could be a um a, a media a media the media secretary or um what's it called? What's the person who does the PR? press secretary? Yeah, chief the of chief of secretary person. Oh, you've combined two things. I don't there. know the government. <laughs> I don't know the rules. I'm, I think huh? I think a Budweiser girl. I think you could be a Budweiser girl. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I think you look like you could be an intern. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are you offering me a job? <laughs> All right, let's keep uh-huh. going. All right, who pranked their sibling by calling up the home, pretending to be a doctor, and telling their sister that their mum was pregnant? Cass. Yes, Cass. Guy. Yes, that is Guy. Put it for Cass. <laughs> I, he's so readable. If anyone so here is pulling a, if someone here is pulling a prank, <laughs> if it is phrasing a prank, yeah, look, <laughs> if yeah, like Sam looks like a young Republican, guy looks like an original prankster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question: Who recently saw the legs off their friend's couch? Saw them off. Cass. Yes, Cass. Matt. No, that was Sam. Yeah, it's got to be Sam. Someone who's fell, fallen into, you know, a lot of money and furniture. Well, I was helping a friend move a couch through a door and it didn't fit. So I secretly walked to the hardware store, bought a handsaw and saw the legs off. And did you, how did the you put way... the legs back on? <laughs> oh, it was just a, and I had a comment. I said, you're going to have to find a way to put the legs. Like, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> how did they get otherwise... the, le- how did they get the couch in? Dude, the only way to get the couch in was to take the legs off. The legs weren't like twisty legs. Oh, they were just, so this is to go and in they the didn't, house. Yeah, they didn't want to do it. They were like, there's got to be another way. And I was like, let's take a break and think about it. And then in the break, I sawed the legs off, got it in the apartment, and then we just put the legs like on blocks. And I said, if you want to work out a way to permanently attach them, that's on you. But like <laughs> your couch is in there now. That, that is... sounds like it's a pretty wobbly couch. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean you sawed the legs off and just gently rested the couch back on the sawn off legs? No, yeah, so it's a handsaw. And if you know how to, you just saw in a straight line. It's not like it's all jaggedy. It's not like you just break it off and then you just kind of pop the couch back on the legs and then they're sitting on the legs. Sam, go Dude, buy some liquid nails. That's the most dangerous and glue shit the legs back heard. on. <laughs> also, doing a straight line is going to create less of a connection than if you did a jagged line. There's nothing interlocking there. It's like two flat discs. Yeah, that's exactly, it's just two flat discs sitting on the ground. That's so There's dangerous. no way they can they can't just do a run and slide. jump onto the couch without it all toppling over. They'll break their oh, legs. These, these people aren't running jump. <laughs> so you assess your friends thought you're no fun. This won't yeah. change your life. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to destroy some property. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, I mean, I don't know what they're doing with it now. I have to check in. They said the lounge is okay. Maybe they found another solution for it. But at the time, I just had to make a decision, and it was either that I don't or we throw the did. couch out. <laughs> 
And our final question for the round. Whose tip for being successful in comedy is be funny, don't be a dick, and respond to emails? Guy. Yes, Guy. Conan O'Brien. Thank you very much, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you think? Oh, Matt O'Kite. You are right. Yes, it's Matt O'Kite. Yes. Did Conan say that? That makes sense. Uh, He said said, uh, some equivalent version of that. He didn't say respond to emails. Yeah. He said... Uh, be kind, work hard, and amazing things will happen, or something. Yeah, right. I think he said use the automated response on email. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also Maybe started different. a petition to get the thumbs up response only. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, at the end of the game, oh, do you want to go? No, no, that, no, not at all. At the end of the game, the scores. <laughs> not at all. I can't I have nothing more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, please no. <laughs> the scores are Cass Page three points, <gasps> Sam Torton five points. Guy Montgomery, five points. And our winner on seven points, it's Matt O'Kine. Congratulations to Matt Um, O'Kine. It's really unsurprising. And uh, (laughs) I I felt like I already knew the result of this when I came on. So thank you very much. Matt O'Kine, just one of life's winners. Now, you can promote your podcast. You've already talked about it, but uh, Matt and Alex. Check out Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Check out my show, The Other Guy, on Stan or on Hulu if you're in the States. Check out my book. It's called Being Black and Chicken and Chips. Great. And is that getting made into something a bit bigger than a book? I'm writing the film now, yeah. Trying. Awesome. Oh, Sweet. that's amazing. Yeah, fun times. Cool. Bigger, than, Ma- bigger, than, bigger than a book? <laughs> Nothing, nothing's bigger than the printed word, mate. Unless he's putting it into a massive font with pop-out pictures, he's already hit the fucking top. <laughs> Guy Montgomery, where can people hear you? Or see you? Uh, look, I don't want to associate with any of the listeners of this podcast, so I'll just uh, <laughs> keep it moving. Thanks, Josh. My listeners are beautiful people. You do you do very well with my listeners. Uh, Sam Torton, where can people find you? Um, uh, at the toilet paper man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just swimming in your pool of cash. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Desperately unscrunching <laughs> rolls of shit on toilet paper to make rent. Um, now follow me on Instagram if you want. Um, I've got a podcast. Um, also, I'm going to plug a book as well. Um, Either Side of Midnight by Benjamin Stevenson. I read it the other day. It's very good. Oh, great. Oh, From the Stevenson experience, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it cool. is. And Cass, where can people hear and see you? Um, uh, socials are all Cass Cass Page, uh, but I'm part of the Sans Pants Radio Podcast Network, and you can hear me on D&Ds for Nerds, Shut Up a Second, and Why Am I Sad? Excellent. Hey, thanks everyone who's been supporting the Patreon. Thanks everyone for doing this. It's been lots of fun. I'll see you next time. Bye. 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 This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.